section sixty eight of the kerner commission report this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by betty b report of the national advisory commission on civil disorders kerner commission report appendices a through c appendix a executive order one one three six five establishing a national advisory commission on civil disorders july twenty ninth nineteen sixty seven by virtue of the authority vested in me as president of the united states it is ordered as follows section one establishment of the commission a there is hereby established a national advisory commission on civil disorders here and after referred to as the commission b the commission shall be composed of the honorable otto kerner chairman the honorable john v lindsay vice chairman senator fred r harris senator edward w brooke congressman james c corman congressman william m mcculloch i w abel charles b thornton roy wilkins the honorable katherine graham pedden herbert jenkins the president from time to time may appoint additional members to the commission section two functions of the commission a the commission shall investigate and make recommendations with respect to one the origins of the recent major civil disorders in our cities including the basic causes and factors leading to such disorders and the influence if any of organizations or individuals dedicated to the incitement or encouragement of violence two the development of methods and techniques for averting or controlling such disorders including the improvement of communications between local authorities and community groups the training of state and local law enforcement and national guard personnel in dealing with potential or actual riot situations and the coordination of efforts of the various law enforcement and governmental units which may become involved in such situations three the appropriate role of the local state and federal authorities in dealing with civil disorders and four such other matters as the president may place before the commission section three cooperation by executive departments and agencies the commission is authorized to request at the direction of the chairman from any executive department or agency any information and assistance deemed necessary to carry out its functions under this order each department or agency is authorized to the extent permitted by law and within the limits of available funds to furnish information and assistance to the commission the federal bureau of investigation in particular shall provide investigative information and assistance section four compensation personnel and finance a members of the commission who are members of congress shall receive no additional compensation by virtue of membership on the commission but as permitted by law may be reimbursed for travel subsistence and other necessary expenses incurred by them in the performance of the duties vested in the commission other members of the commission shall receive one hundred dollars per day when engaged in the performance of duties pursuant to this order and shall be allowed travel expenses and per diem in lieu of subsistence as authorized by law five u s c 
5703 for persons intermittently employed b the commission shall have an executive director who shall be designated by the president and shall receive such compensation as may hereafter be specified the commission is authorized to appoint and fix the compensation of such other personnel as may be necessary to enable it to carry out its functions and is authorized to obtain services in accordance with the provisions of five u s c three one o nine c all necessary expenses incurred in connection with the work of the commission shall be paid from the emergency fund for the president or such other appropriated funds as may be available for the purposes of the commission section six administrative services the general services administration shall provide administrative services for the commission on a reimbursable basis section seven reports and termination the commission shall make an interim report as to its findings of fact not later than march first nineteen sixty eight and shall present its final report and recommendations not later than one year from the date of this order it shall terminate upon presenting its final report and recommendations lyndon b johnson the white house july twenty ninth nineteen sixty seven appendix b remarks of the president upon issuing an executive order establishing a national advisory commission on civil disorders july twenty ninth nineteen sixty seven this morning i have welcomed the members of the commission on civil disorders to the white house for its first meeting the commission is chaired by governor kerner of illinois the vice chairman is mayor lindsay of new york they are both here with me i have commended these eleven citizens for what they have agreed to do for this nation they are undertaking a responsibility as great as any in our society the civil peace has been shattered in a number of cities the american people are deeply disturbed they are baffled and dismayed by the wholesale looting and violence that has occurred both in small towns and great metropolitan centers no society can tolerate massive violence any more than a body can tolerate massive disease and we in america shall not tolerate it but just saying that does not solve the problem we need to know the answers i think to three basic questions about these riots what happened why did it happen what can be done to prevent it from happening again and again beyond these basic questions there are others the answers to which can help our governors and our mayors our chiefs of police and our citizens all over the country to cope with their immediate and their long-range problems of maintaining order why riots occur in some cities and do not occur in others why one man breaks the law while another living in the same circumstances does not to what extent if any there has been planning and organization in any of the riots why have some riots been contained before they got out of hand and others have not how well equipped and trained are the local and state police and the state guard units to handle riots how do police community relationships affect the likelihood of a riot or the ability to keep one from spreading once it has started who took part in the riots what about their age their level of education their job history their origins and their roots in the community who suffered most at the hands of the rioters what can be done to help innocent people and vital institutions escape serious injury 
how can groups of lawful citizens be encouraged groups that can help to cool the situations what is the relative impact of the depressed conditions in the ghetto joblessness family instability poor education lack of motivation poor health care in stimulating people to riot what federal state and local programs have been most helpful in relieving those depressed conditions what is the proper public role in helping cities repair the damage that has been done what effect do the mass media have on the riots what we are really asking for is a profile of the riots of the rioters of their environment of their victims of their causes and effects we are asking for advice on short-term measures that can prevent riots better measures to contain riots once they begin and long-term measures that will make them only a sordid page in our history i know this is a tall order one thing should be absolutely clear this matter is far far too important for politics it goes to the health and safety of all american citizens republicans and democrats it goes to the proper responsibilities of officials in both of our parties it goes to the heart of our society in a time of swift change and of great stress i think the composition of this commission is proof against any narrowness of partisanship you will have all the support and cooperation you need from the federal government as the chairman and the vice chairman lead this commission in this study sometimes various administrations have set up commissions that were expected to put the stamp of approval on what the administration believed this is not such a commission we are looking to you not to approve our own notions but to guide us and to guide the country through a thicket of tension conflicting evidence and extreme opinion so mr chairman and mr vice chairman let your search be free let it be untrammeled by what has been called the conventional wisdom as best you can find the truth the whole truth and express it in your report i hope you will be inspired by a sense of urgency but also conscious of the danger that lies always in hasty conclusions the work that you do ought to help guide us not just this summer but for many summers to come and for many years to come thank you appendix c excerpts from president lyndon b johnson's address to the nation on civil disorders july twenty seventh nineteen sixty seven my fellow americans we have endured a week such as no nation should live through a time of violence and tragedy for a few minutes tonight i want to talk about that tragedy and i want to talk about the deeper questions it raises for us all i am tonight appointing a special advisory commission on civil disorders governor otto kerner of illinois has agreed to serve as chairman mayor john lindsay of new york will serve as vice chairman fred r harris senator from oklahoma edward b brook united states senator from massachusetts james c corman u s representative from california twenty second district los angeles william m mcculloch the u s representative from the state of ohio the fourth district i w abel the president of the united steel workers charles b thornton the president director and chairman of the board of lytton industries incorporated roy wilkins the executive director of the naacp katherine graham pedden the commissioner of commerce of the state of kentucky herbert jenkins the chief of police atlanta georgia 
the commission will investigate the origins of the recent disorders in our cities it will make recommendations to me to the congress to the state governors and to the mayors for measures to prevent or contain such disasters in the future in their work the commission members will have access to the facts that are gathered by director edgar hoover and the federal bureau of investigation the fbi will continue to exercise its full authority to investigate these riots in accordance with my standing instructions and continue to search for evidence of conspiracy but even before the commission begins its work and even before all the evidence is in there are some things that we can tell about the outbreaks of this summer first let there be no mistake about it the looting arson plunder and pillage which have occurred are not part of a civil rights protest there is no american right to loot stores or to burn buildings or to fire rifles from the rooftops that is crime and crime must be dealt with forcefully and swiftly and certainly under law innocent people negro and white have been killed damage to property owned by negroes and whites is calamitous worst of all fear and bitterness which have been loosed will take long months to erase the criminals who committed these acts of violence against the people deserve to be punished and they must be punished explanations may be offered but nothing can excuse what they have done there will be attempts to interpret the events of the past few days but when violence strikes then those in public responsibility have an immediate and a very different job not to analyze but to end disorder that they must seek to do with every means at their command through local police state officials and in extraordinary circumstances where local authorities have stated that they cannot maintain order with their own resources than through federal power that we have limited authority to use i have directed the secretary of defense to issue new training standards for riot control procedures immediately to national guard units across the country through the continental army command this expanded training will begin immediately the national guard must have the ability to respond effectively quickly and appropriately in conditions of disorder and violence those charged with the responsibility of law enforcement should and must be respected by all of our people the violence must be stopped quickly finally and permanently it would compound the tragedy however if we should settle for order that is imposed by the muzzle of a gun in america we seek more than the uneasy calm of martial law we seek peace based on one man's respect for another man and upon mutual respect for law we seek a public order that is built on steady progress in meeting the needs of all of our people not even the sternest police action nor the most effective federal troops can ever create lasting peace in our cities the only genuine long-range solution for what has happened lies in an attack mounted at every level upon the conditions that breed despair and violence all of us know what those conditions are ignorance discrimination slums poverty disease not enough jobs we should attack these conditions not because we are frightened by conflict but because we are fired by conscience we should attack them because there is simply no other way to achieve a decent and orderly society in america this is not a time for angry reaction it is a time for action starting with legislative action to improve the life in our cities 
the strength and promise of the law are the surest remedies for tragedy in the street but laws are only one answer another answer lies in the way our people will respond to these disturbances there is a danger that the worst toll of this tragedy will be counted in the hearts of americans in hatred in insecurity in fear in heated words which will not end the conflict but prolong it so let us acknowledge the tragedy but let us not exaggerate it let us look about tonight let us look at ourselves we will see these things most americans negroes and white are leading decent responsible and productive lives most americans negro and white seek safety in their neighborhoods and harmony with their neighbors nothing can destroy goodwill more than a period of needless strife and suspicion between the races let us condemn the violent few but let us remember that it is law-abiding negro families who have really suffered most at the hands of the rioters it is responsible negro citizens who hope most fervently and need most urgently to share in america's growth and prosperity this is not the time to turn away from that goal to reach it will require more than laws more than dollars it will take renewed dedication and understanding in the heart of every citizen i know there are millions of men and women tonight who are eager to heal the wounds that we have suffered who want to get on with the job of teaching and working and building america i call upon every american to search his own heart to those who are tempted by violence i would say this think again who is really the loser when violence comes whose neighborhood is made a shambles whose life is threatened most if you choose to tear down what other hands have built you will not succeed you will suffer most from your own crimes you will learn that there are no victors in the aftermath of violence the apostles of violence with their ugly drumbeat of hatred must know that they are now heading for disaster and every man who really wants progress or justice or equality must stand against them and their miserable virus of hate for other americans especially those in positions of public trust i have this message yours is the duty to bring about a peaceful change in america if your response to these tragic events is only business as usual you invite not only disaster but dishonor my fellow citizens let us go about our work let us clear the streets of rubble and quench the fires that hatred set let us feed and care for those who have suffered at the rioters hands but let there be no bonus or reward or salutes for those who have inflicted that suffering let us resolve that this violence is going to stop and there will be no bonus to flow from it we can stop it we must stop it we will stop it and let us build something much more lasting faith between man and man faith between race and race faith in each other and faith in the promise of beautiful america let us pray for the day when mercy and truth are met together righteousness and peace have kissed each other let us pray and let us work for better jobs and better housing and better education that so many millions of our own fellow americans need so much tonight let us then act in the congress in the city halls and in every community so that this great land of ours may truly be one nation under god with liberty and justice for all end of section sixty eight